This is money line. This is money line. This is money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Vice camera action. World. Welcome into Moneyline on a beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. The squad is in studio and accounted for my right to my right, the statistician, my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 97.5 was where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's up, Jerry? Happy Sunday, my man. Football season's getting closer. We got Astros baseball rocket start this week. I'm excited to do the show today. Me too. There's a lot to get to. There's actual real sports to talk about. There's a big game today. The Astros go to try to go up 3-0 or uh, just start the season undefeated. Something that, that we wanted to get off to a hot start. That's something that we've gotten. Man, it just felt weird being able to watch baseball, talk about baseball, driving here, doing my prep for it last night for the show. It was different because with no sports, we were looking for things like, man, this is sports related, kind of. Yeah. Now you're looking at actual box scores. Okay, like we got to talk about results. But first, let's talk about the guy behind the glass. He's back. Two weeks. Um, he, he, he's been living a celebrity life, let's say, that sweet life. Uh, I want to hear a little bit about that. But our man Trey is back. What's going on, Trey? Hey, what's up, everybody? Everybody. Um, what's up, Bo? What's up, Josh? What uh, what was your last weekend like? I know you said you had to you had sweet tickets to a race. How'd that go? Yeah, it was really it was really nice to get back to where we were. Um, go to a race, kind of have a little bit of normalcy. I was up in a suite. That was the first time I ever got to go in a suite. But um, originally everything was gonna go off as planned. I was gonna show up, um, you know, do everything that we had planned here on Moneyline, but. Out of nowhere, so uh, I get a text from my dad, and they're like, hey, we got sweet tickets to the race. You want to go? I was like, uh, sweet. yeah, yeah, let's sweet. do it. <laughs> all right, well, he's back at Juggalo underscore Trey 48. That goes for all the ladies out there. Yes, he is still single. Um, nothing changed over the last two weeks, so if you want to holler at him, 713-780-3776. Anything's on the table today because we have a few things to get to, not only the sports that are going on, but a few, uh, I guess, cryptic messages that we can call it, a few hidden messages, I guess we say um, – Things were said by someone here in town, and 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 I guess the the real meaning of what was said. I guess we're going to get into that in the second segment. We're talking about Deshaun Watson. I'm, I'm sure you already read about it some on Twitter. Him and uh, Michael Vick had a conversation, but we're going to start the whole second segment with that because that's something very very interesting. Uh, I think we could go many ways with it. Yeah, no doubt about it. And this is it, people have kind of been aware of this but it's not really been talked about as much. Now it's a big deal. But, yeah, we'll, we'll tease this a little bit. We won't get into the Deshaun thing too much in this first segment, but this is not surprising to me, Jerry. I've I've heard some things, you know, behind the scenes about, you know, his long-term interest in staying in Houston, 
And uh, this doesn't surprise me at all. I'll just leave it at that. Well, let's stay on the subject of football and something that we don't have to wonder or see if there's some kind of cryptic messages to it. Jamal Adams finds his home, Seattle Seahawks. They traded the farm. They gave it up for him. What was your initial reaction? I was shocked. Not that he got moved because you come out and trash the coach. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, he killed Adam Gase. and. That's not surprising. Adam Gase has been a disaster. Yeah, is he really all that wrong? Adam Gase has been trash. He has. He's been terrible. And for fantasy owners, he's he's been god all. Look what he did to Le'Veon Bell last year, Jerry. I know that hurts your heart personally, being a, a Steelers fan. But I, I can't believe what they got for a safety. I mean, we're seeing, like, that's what you trade, like, quarterbacks for, right? Two first-round picks and for a safety? But it makes sense, right? Because when was Seattle dominant? You know, when they had Cam, Chan- Cam Chancellor, right? When they had that safety that was dominant, was the best at his position. So, And when they had Earl Thomas, actually. So they kind of get a hybrid of both those guys. You know, but, man, they gave up a lot. The Legion of Boom. Yeah. You know, but like you said, you, you named multiple guys that made the, the, the consisted of the Legion of Boom, right? Richard Sherman. Exactly. Yeah. That the shutdown, one of the best shutdown corners, if not the best at that time. Yeah. Earl Thomas, one of the best at his position. Chancellor out there knocking heads off. And an offense that puts you in predicaments that were giving you favorable situations, right? So then whenever you say this Adams one person, which, yes, he's a significant, but does that one thing change the whole a complex of that defense does that make him automatically a good defense because i'm not even going to try to tell, put him on great does that make him good or does uh the name jadavion Clowney start circling back around saying all right maybe let's talk again you know let's let's talk maybe money let's go down some but does this does this gr- make players gravitate to maybe going to seattle I mean, they have Russell Wilson, right? So you're, you're going to want to be there because they have a chance. They're in the playoffs pretty much every year. But, man, that's – the Clowney thing's interesting because, remember, he reportedly had that list of teams where it was only like the Cowboys and the Saints. He only had like two teams that he was willing to play for. And from what we heard, he turned down money from the Browns. During the pandemic, he's turning down huge money. So I don't know if – I mean, maybe he would go back to the Seahawks, but – I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see, but Clowney didn't have a great year, and he's asking for a lot of money. That's what I don't understand. It's like, all right, man, if you're coming off some career moves, how do you get people to believe in you right now? Because has he lived up to the title of what he came in? And I hate to make it that way. Yes, he was talented, of course, but a lot came off that big hit. You know, it happened yeah. in a bowl game. So then all of a sudden the lights are on him. And yeah, he was he, he, he's he been serviceable. He's been good to more towards the end now uh, because at first it was a narrative like he's always hurt. You know, but then after a while, the last towards the end of the, the his Texans tenure, he, he was there. You know, he just didn't, I guess, shine on paper because he wasn't used as a pass rusher. When that gets sacks and as a defensive lineman, that's where you get your shine on. The guy that runs stops, he doesn't really get as much credit. So then whenever you d- didn't get that credit as a pus- pass rusher, the one that gets sacks, but he wants to get paid like he had one. three sacks last year. But he wants to get paid yeah. like he gets 15. Yeah. I will say he was really disruptive this year. And that game against the, that first game against the Niners, he was just throwing around one of the best left tackles in football. So I'll give him that. But three sacks? Yeah, that's I not mean, what you want out of your, out of a, once in a generational type pass rusher, he wants to get paid. Like, I agree with you there. That's the football we're living in now, though, because it's like, 
on stat sheets in the next few years, we're going to see disruptive because you see that now. Like disruptor, you see that. yeah, that's yeah, his position. Disruptor, <laughs> eighteen disruption. That's going to be your Madden icon. Yeah, yeah. disruptor like we- weapon for the offensive guys and disruptor for disruptor. the defensive guys. It's you know, what be I mean? like a picture of like the president, like because he's always disrupting people. Here we go. But no, honestly, that's that's what you get here because th- that, I guess, you do got to give him credit for what he is. He is a decent run stopper, and maybe he wasn't asked to do that here specifically in this system. That's why the Browns made so much sense because you would have him on that with Miles Garrett on that line. With, yeah, with, I mean, they paid him, too. Um, it, and I actually want to talk about that because there's been a lot going on after the, the Rudolph incident and what the team was going to do. Was he was he trustworthy to from a moment like that? Because we, we say a game of inches in football, we're talking about a game of inches in life. Because if he connects that helmet to that head on national TV, do we even talk about Garrett playing professional football again? No. no. I mean, the, if he would have cracked his head open... Then it would be a totally on national. Yeah. He might be going to jail. Yes, on a prime time yes. game. You know, imagine that. So then, now all of a sudden, you're giving him excess of the money that he needed and wanted and and deserves, obviously, for what he does on the field. But that's another thing. So Clowney being able, you figure, okay, well, maybe I didn't perform what I, how I needed to. So maybe I should fit a good system. The Browns fits a good system. They've been working on that defense. They're moving a couple pieces. The offense is young. Let me go there. Well, I don't know what he's looking for. Then what is it? What exactly? Exactly is he looking for? He want the Cowboys and the Saints. That was his list. <laughs> I would and, and they don't it. have salary cap space. Neither one of those teams. It doesn't make any sense. It would be great to see him play opposite of Demarcus Lawrence. And, Cowboys uh, it, fan over it'd here. It'd be yeah. awesome to pair him up with with the uh, with the new addition of Don Terry Poe. But like you were saying, the uh, the cap it just doesn't work. It's not. It's not feasible. He wants them, but they don't want, you know what I mean? They don't want to do business with him. They can't do business with him right now. And that's like the Jamal Adams thing. A lot of Cowboy fans, right away, I took to Twitter to see what the reaction was, and, and Cowboy fans were livid with Jerry Jones and saying, you know, we dropped the ball. Adams basically was saying, I need to be there. I want to be. I want to wear the star. And when someone says a, a player of that caliber says that, you you do everything you can to make it possible. But uh, on, on, on another note, we've talked about in town when you had Hopkins, and then you knew you had to pay Watson, and then you're playing other players, and you're thinking, how many pay, uh, people on one roster can I have that get – the most in, at their position, you know, th- th- that's how. So then whenever you start talking about the Cowboys, the same thing. They they just signed Zeke, right? They still got to do the DAC. We're, we're still in the process of that. Amari got his money. And then now you're going to bring in Adam, somebody that's commanding way more money than the market for, for his position even com- like entails. It's tough. No, and, and Trey's a Cowboys fan. You wouldn't have wanted the Cowboys to give up what the Seahawks did, right? Two first-round picks? Yeah, if it, it would be a little bit different if you were constantly picking towards the end. But when you're picking in the middle round, like of the first round, it's it's much more difficult to give up those picks. But it's worked with Seattle. I mean... They don't ever draft in the first round. Hardly ever. They don't. And we need to get into this, too, because this is this is all because of Bill O'Brien, right? Like, that's why the trade market is what it is. Why you're having to give up multiple first-round picks to get guys that you don't even have control over for more than a year or two. Yeah, we're going to get into that. But one person that is mad over all this and something that 
always sticks to you. What if somebody brought you to a company and said, hey, Josh, like this company, we're building it up. We're going to be awesome. And you're like, man, I'm going to go there. He's a star player. Like, I'm going to go there. And then Le'Veon Bell goes to the Jets. And they say Adams was one of the big reasons that convinced him to go there. He goes to Twitter and says, people do all this hooting and hollering to get you brought in just to leave. Laughing out loud, like people weird, yo. The internet got these dudes doing whatever for attention. Even when they tell you, S, they don't believe in themselves. They don't believe themselves. So basically, why did you bring me here if you're going to leave? One thing, I mean, I just hate that. We need to get into that little Twitter beef going on here. Little Twitter beef, but it's noted here. Adams responds, see you week 14. We'll see you for the next hour and 45 minutes. We'll see winners because I got to get back on the right side. We got English Premier League. We got a lot of things to do here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Never can get to the one Dealing in multiplication ESPN 97.5 You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 on ESPN975.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. It's Josh Jordan, Trey Campbell, and your man Jerry Bowe here trying to uh, get your Sunday going, get that barbecue pit extra hot, getting that meat ready, seasoned. It's going to be a long day. Hopefully I can get you on the right side of some bets. You know, I always come on here and talk about some good stuff. And, man, your boy got cold. I, I hit last Sunday, and ever since then it's just – but it's been that cold where 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 you feel like you made the right bet after the game. You know, you have the over three, and they score two goals in the first 30 minutes, and then the rest of the 60 minutes is balls off the post. Yesterday, I had four goals called back in one game. The game, I had over the three, three goals, all I needed, it ended up at two goals. So any of those four goals called back. So it's like in soccer, you know, you can't even celebrate now because they use that virtual assistant referee. So it's like, what are we doing? They score a goal and you can't, even, you just waited. And, and I, I got to a point yesterday where I, I bet they're going to call this one back. Yep. Four goals in one game. It's Oof. just bad taste in your mouth. Look, that happens sometimes, right? You, you do that with football where you know you felt like you made the right bet. It just didn't go your way. But look, that's okay. You know, it's better to have sized up the game correctly. You know, sometimes bad luck is going to happen. A ball's going to bounce the wrong way. You know, you don't catch a break. But, you know, overall, in the long term, you're going to be up. You're going to be up, you know? Long term. It's funny that you use that term because long term is something that we try to connect with Deshaun Watson cool. and staying in town, right? So that's what it, the way that the everything has been constructed, or so we thought, the way that when, when, when Tunzo was brought in and the way that some of these other guys haven't been able to get signed, and I said it in the first segment, it's hard to have the top-paid guy at every single position in football, you know, multiple, let's say. <laughs> is that a bad thing? Yeah, I mean, you wish. <laughs> you know, you wish you can do that. This isn't trading baseball cards with your friend, you know, where you can take advantage. Although they do do that with uh, Bill O'Brien on the other side. Yeah, but they take advantage of it. Right? Something that you try not to worry about is, okay, well, Hopkins is gone, which you never – I never thought that I was going to say that. I figured that they were, would take care of him. But then you say, okay, well, he's gone. But Watson, Deshaun Watson, he's here to stay. Uh, the day they lose him, then, then – I mean, what happens the day he's gone? Or if he's ever – because a lot of Texans say – Texans fans say that's off the table. We know that four is off the table, or so we thought. 
So now we get a interview between ex NFL superstar quarterback Michael Vick on Fox Sports. Um, he sits down, or or actually, it's communication on online the way we're doing these interviews nowadays. And they have a talk, and he fires off multiple questions to uh, Watson, just about not anything in particular, just different subjects. And one of them being the position of Mahomes in Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, and, and him signing that contract and, and what his thoughts were. And this was his answer to uh, to what his situation is compared to the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't feel like he had a lot to say. <laughs> well, he didn't have anything to say. <laughs> We're, we're reaching for the audio, guys. Just give Having us a, a few uh, computer issues. All right. Well, why don't you summarize it there, Well, Jerry? I, could, I could read it. I have it here. Okay, so he says, Mahomes feels like the organization and himself can win a lot of championships, especially being with Andy Reid and things like that. He feels like that's his home. That's where he wants to be for a long period of time. Oh, here we go. You up for a new deal, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> set the stage, man. It's right, set the right. It's a, it's a different deal. Um, I want to know realistically from you, you know, what you think about that deal, and, and I kind of talk about some things that I feel like uh, happened within that deal. But you know, you up next, bro. You know, what has to happen for you to get to that level? You know, this season because it's gonna happen. I know you're ready. I know you're gonna ball out. What do you think? Man, I think. I mean, it was a blessing for him. I actually, you know, hit him up, and you know, he was excited more about it. Um, you know, he feel like that organization and himself can, can win a lot of championships. And, you know, especially being with Andy Reid and things like that, he felt like that's his home. That's where he want to be for a long period of time. Uh, you know, he has that, you know, that that solid background where he can trust and know, like, you know, a lot of things in the NFL change all the time. But, hey, I know this is going to be the core of this organization. So I'm, I'm solid. My situation, and I don't want to say nothing too crazy. I, it's just kind of, it's a little different in here. So, you know, you know, just signing a deal for, you know, 10 years, you know, I got to, you know, speak on my agent with that. You know, we got to really sit down and think, like, what do I want in my career, in my, you know, a football career, where I want to be for a long period of time. I love Houston. I love the organization. I love the teammates. I love the players. But all that stuff is always changing, always changing. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about it, man. I've been talking with my agent about it each and every day and, you know, trying to get, you know, exactly what we want, you know, and, and make sure it's the best deal. You know, because things change so much. So you got to, you know, get everything you can out of, you know, especially that first one. Translation, Bill O'Brien's a dumbass. He might trade my favorite receiver again. Uh, surround me with no chance of any kind of success. Trade away all their draft picks. That's what that is. And look, I've heard, you know, behind the scenes that, Watson's not looking for a long-term deal here. He he doesn't trust that Bill O'Brien knows what the hell he's doing. And and even if Bill O'Brien is gone, he doesn't trust that Cal McNair is competent enough to hire somebody that's worth a damn to replace him. So he's it's a wait-and-see kind of thing. Here's why he's going to do a short-term deal, Jerry. They can just let him play out this year, franchise him two years in a row, right? He's going to be here no matter what for three years. So why not just sign a short-term, like a four-year deal, and then you look like a good guy to all the Houston fans. You know you're going to be here three years anyway. So what's the difference? Sign a four-year deal, get $100 million, and then still hit free agency again before you're 30. That's what he's going to do. That's what a smart man would do, and that's what a figure – it just – I hate 
we've we've made try to make sense of all the cryptic rap lyrics, what they mean, and to see I seen Texans fans still trying to turn this one eighty and saying, well, he's he's smart just like Mahomes is. Both of them can be smart in this situation. One took a long term deal because yeah, the, the the situation he's in, but Watson's what yeah. It's smart, but as a Texans fan, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that he's saying he specifically brings up Andy Reid that's telling him, man, if I had a coach that I had trust in or if I had an organization that I truly believe that can win multiple championships, then the then it would be different. That's that's literally what he said. I mean, I'm not even having to fra- no. paraphrase him. I'm not even having to do anything other than what he said making sense of it and it's it's if you if you have it if you look at it through some t- Texans sunglasses through those lens and say, well, yeah, he, 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 he does have a point. He's right to say that. Yeah. Like you said, but for him to throw in the extra ingredients, he could have said it in a total different way and not made it seem so particular to Andy Reid and, and, and the championship aspirations that that's the sole reason he still said things change, you know, like, like literally he said, you know, teammates change. I love the organization. I love the teammates. I love the players, but all that stuff always changing. It's always changing. So yeah, I'm excited about it, but I've been talking with my agent every day. Like that goes to tell you change, change, change. He uses that word change. And that's what, what, what have we seen here in Houston change? What is Mahomes not really seen? Don't get me wrong. You see, they even though he got paid, Jones still got paid on the other. But who was one of the first one to take to Twitter? Mahomes. He said, "Hey, we're back. Let's get it." And then, and then him and Chris Jones. It goes to show that okay, we're gonna take care of guys around you because we know that you can't make it happen by yourself. It is, and and he hit up Chris Jones after that and said, "Hey, I left some for you on the table." He did that on purpose because he he wants to be the next Tom Brady. He wants to win, you know, six, seven, eight, nine Super Bowls, and he feels like he has a chance to do that there, and he does. But here's the thing with Deshaun: he's not a dumbass, Jerry. Like he sees what he's surrounded with here. It's it's not set up for success. The defense is going to be bad. You traded Hopkins for David Johnson. And you're going to pay him like $11 million, a running back that hasn't been good for three years. You're going to pay him $11 million. He knows this is not sustainable. It's really not. And look, I hate to say that. I'm a Texans fan. But if, you, if you're in the know, people don't want to be here. Like Bill O'Brien, he can lose it. He's so emotional. Like he could snap and turn on a guy just – one day and trade him away because he's he lets his emotions take control of everything. It, it's not you don't want somebody being the coach and the general manager. It, it's not a good fit in life outside of football. Let's say when a company is maybe not doing as well as it should be, and then they go out and look for a new management per se. Is you sometimes you have to switch gears, but along that way, if that management's causing you to lose the future of the company along the way and, and, and key pieces. And then you see those pieces go to other companies that are in your same business and, and, and do well, then what is it going to do to you? And I'm not saying that Clowney did because some people say, well, did you, what did he get it wrong with Clowney? Did Bill O'Brien? You're thinking uh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe Clowney would be different if he would have stayed here. Maybe he would have played a little different. I'm not sure. I can't, I don't like to use Clowney so much as an example, man, because he's just a different type of character. But all they got was a third-round pick for him, Jerry. They could have just let him go and let him play that last year, and they would have gotten a compensatory third-round pick for him. And they stapled still- $7 million to his forehead when they sent him to Seattle. And still paid him. Yes, That's the thing. it makes no sense. So then you say, how do you justify him? Because, man, Twitter will get you to think crazy things. I saw people referring to Bill O'Brien as a chess player. This week, 
chess playing because supposedly the way that the rookie training camps or the the lack thereof rookie reps going into this season um that now all of a sudden he he projected that and some were saying well then i guess he he could predict the the pandemic and and then others <laughs> would say well he he kind of made some of those moves within it once it started getting going are you really going to tell me that Bill O'Brien is is a chess player? I understand that you want to be close to the team, some of these local guys, and and you that's your little gig, and that's your little heart is tied to them, and you need to be there at those training camps. But to sit here and just straight up tell people that this man that's been playing uh, mousetrap, he plays sorry. That's what he plays. Remember that game, sorry, the board game? So sorry. Yeah, yeah. sorry. You know, that's what he's playing. He's playing sorry. You're telling me that this man is playing chess? Chess, uh, you know, it's easy to say checkers, and he's not even playing checkers. This man playing, he's playing sorry. Don't get me started on this, dude. Like, there are certain media members in this town that he could trade Deshaun Watson for a seventh-round pick, and these certain guys would go on Twitter and say what a great deal it was. I mean, some of the, I mean, these guys, look, they want that access. So they kiss his ass and, and say anything positive about him, even when it's terrible. And I have to refrain. Sometimes, Jerry, I want to go back at these people on Twitter and just say, what the hell are you talking about? But, you know, that doesn't get you anywhere. So I don't. But it's tempting. I did. I I started to write something. I'm not even going to yeah. lie. Now that you say that, I'll admit it. You know, I I went on there and I started typing things like, like what kind of credibility do you have? Because, yes, you have to be not have to be obviously okay no you don't have to be you 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 can you can i guess lean on the local team some yes because they you have the access to them or whatnot and 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 you're maybe close to some of the players they give you those interviews that you're not you wouldn't think you normally get you know so how can you go on there possibly shame them or shame that coach that's giving you access to that team yeah but you still got to be truthful you 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 got to be do your job that it's your job not your, your job doesn't say texans cheerleader it doesn't say it that's not what you are. You're supposed to give the people an honest reaction. And I looked through those through that post, and, and most people are going off like, "Man, you're crazy. If you're trying, if you're really trying to say that that he's a chess player, or on the other hand, if you're really trying to say that 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 Watson isn't, you know, that that O'Brien's going to be the ultimately, uh, you know, landfall that the reason that Watson leaves town. If you're trying to justify that, still after all this. I mean, then you're blind. And by the way, you know that thing where O'Brien's meeting with the local media members? Remember we talked about that on the show to, you know, try and do some image repair? That is still happening. Did you know that? Like, this is an ongoing thing where O'Brien is meeting with local media members and, and trying to open the communication and, and all that kind of – st- that wasn't a one-time thing. That's still going on. What's going on here is my bookie is back. When we get back here, I'm going to drop my first pick. I'm going to drop my first pick of the day. I'm going to get us back on the right side. We're going to go to Italy. We're going to bet it at my bookie here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Your home for sports is ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline here on ESPN on a beautiful Sunday morning. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. 
We're talking uh, Deshaun Watson getting close to football season. And you can make whatever you want of it. The conversation with Mike Vick, we played it last uh, segment or tried to. But uh, my fault. Like- no, it happens. It, it's 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 technology. But um, it just people making out what he says, and at this point, you can run with whatever narrative that you want to. But is this really what you want? Your, I guess, franchise quarterback, the guy that you telling me that you don't want him to sign ten years? Because some people are saying, man, I don't even want to be tied to him. I don't want to be tied to any player ten years. To be honest, especially in the NFL. But if I was the Kansas City Chiefs, I'd be happy right now. You know, it's easy to say, I don't want to be tied to any player 10 years. He's going to send me back. But if I knew that I had Patrick Mahomes locked up for the next 10 years, then I'd feel some type of way. I would too. But with Deshaun, don't get me wrong, I might be the biggest Deshaun Watson fan in the world, but he runs more than Patrick Mahomes. And you see it with the quarterbacks that run more. Their careers are shorter. Look at Cam Newton. He couldn't even find a job. You know, he had to sign for a million dollars. He was the MVP a few years ago. So, I mean, and Deshaun's not built like Cam. You know, he's, he's got a slider frame. He's not going to be able to take punishment like that. And Deshaun's going to have to run more. Why? Well, we traded Hopkins away. So, he's going to have to – more's going to be on him. Every receiver he has outside of Kenny Stills is a huge injury liability risk. And his running back is. Like, it's going to be all on Deshaun this year. Which, actually, let me make this point. I I think Deshaun's going to be pretty good for fantasy this year because it's going to be all on him to make this offense go. So I think he's going to have to run more. But, yeah, I mean, 10 years? I mean, you look at baseball, right? Like Albert Pujols. You think they're enjoying what he's... Rodriguez. Yeah, you think they're enjoying what he's producing right now? I'm like, no. Not particularly. No, I mean, but that's part of the deal, right? You sign these guys... You have to deal with, at the end of that contract, they're not going to be living up to the money you're paying them. But also, 10 years from now, your, your dollar is not going to be the same worth. You know what I mean? Like inflation, you know, things change. So it, it sounds like a lot of money now, but 10 years from now, it's going to be different. Now, you say 10 years from now, we don't know what these salary caps are going to be like for the next few years. Right. So people locking up players' uh, contracts in the next two, three, four years – what the situation that we're living in right now outside of football economically that's going ahead and, and draining itself into the our sports world it's got to because sponsors they live off of yeah. the, these leagues live off of sponsors no fans they're not making money on concessions and parking and all this stuff so how can we possibly let's say somebody that guy signed two years ago maybe and that team that franchise had their book set up for the next seven eight years like this is our plan going forward for the next decade you know six seven years we have a few young players rookies uh yeah let's go ahead and give them the money let's go ahead and sign these guys because we're confident with the we see every year the salary cap increases right every single year it increases is it going to increase for next year because i'm seeing the number getting thrown around right now just let's not let it decrease to below 175 175 million that's we're at that point right now it's like okay maybe we won't see it increase we know that we've come to terms but please don't let it get under 175 if that's where we're at at the table right now how can anybody that's going to negotiate or or have a new deal coming up soon be confident in anything that's why i think mahomes going ahead and signing this was probably a pretty good idea for him all this uncertainty in the world and he just locked up his money and he's a he's a great franchise you know tom brady's out of the conference and probably be retired in a couple of years i mean you could see the chiefs 
you know, rolling off a few Super Bowls here. 198.2 million. That was the cap last season, right? At the increase that we were going at at the pace, many were projecting that it was going to be 215, 215 million this year. Now already people are saying that 175, that's a big cap. That's what, 35 off yeah. the table? Yeah. It's uncertainty, man. We don't know what's going to happen. We think we're going to, you know, have the coronavirus thing all figured out and have a vaccine, but we don't know that. I mean, this could continue for a couple of years. We have no idea. Now, we do know that teams are going to have to make moves. So what's going to happen? Cuts, uh, restructuring of contracts. How is that going to work if you already had a plan for eight years and you just signed to someone two years ago? How do you and the next guy is thinking, well, it was my turn. We already knew that. How do you confidently say, you know what, Watson, Deshaun? Yeah, you deserve money. And we're going to do it on a short on your terms. We're going to give you a short term. And we're going to pay you over the market value because these other teams are obviously set in the market. So now we have to pay you. How does that work? What what? There's no the leverage on both sides is 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 rough because Watson can like you said play it out saying man I can I can sit here I have leverage yeah I mean I want a short term contract when when do the Texans say you know what I'm going to give you what you want give you the short term and and we know that you're probably going to leave us after this they don't have a, they already did it with Tunsil Tunsil wasn't even a five year extension. Like, Tunsil's going to hit free agency again and be able to get another big contract. So that's the problem with Bill O'Brien negotiating these deals is he's he's setting the standard. So now Deshaun can be like, well, you gave Tunsil a short-term extension. You need to do it for me. It, we, we teased this, but we didn't get to it. Now that's why the trade market's ridiculous. You're having to trade two first-round picks for a safety. All because Bill O'Brien gave up two firsts and a second for a tackle. And you saw it with Jalen Ramsey and the Rams. They had, they had to give up two first-round picks for a cornerback. It, like Bill O'Brien, this is going around the league, by the way. Teams are terrified of what he's doing as far as contracts and trades because he's setting the market. You, you pay Tunsil like $3 million per year more than any other tackle in the league with his extension. So that's why the Chiefs went and signed this deal with Mahomes because they didn't want Bill O'Brien to go overpay Deshaun Watson and then they'd have to overpay that. Like you're like Bill O'Brien is causing a ripple effect across the entire NFL because he doesn't know what he's doing as a general manager. And this portrays to not just football, but any thing in life as far as pricing when yes. one company lowers the price then you say okay they either lowered the quality or or how did they figure this out they're cutting they're cutting revenues and whatever number they set out it's hurting all of us that's why it's not just in this if you wash a car for x amount of dollars 20 dollars a car and then some guy next to you pulls up and he's doing the same job for x uh, uh, for three dollars for three dollars yeah. then you and as long as with everyone else that was making a living at 20 dollars a car all of a sudden are saying what do i have to do do i have to give up as much as he is because that's what the market is now yes i have to take a loss because he took a loss and that's what teams are doing now you know what i guess i gotta take the loss that's the market that and also i think some of these players uh are getting too big of heads. We saw it with Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey last year. And and I mean, look at the day and age we're living now that, that you, you cannot just out your coach. Gase, yeah. he's even out in Johnson. Woody and, I mean, he's adding people up top just saying all of them, that organization is bad. Trashing him because he wants out. And it worked. And it, it worked. worked. Is he wrong, though? No, no, he's right. But it's just you would never – you uh, bad organizations has been around since sports started. Yes. You never really heard as much. Maybe now it's because Twitter and online and, and just social media – 24/7 ESPN. Exactly. So they put a they shine a line on it but but to to hear this while you're still on that team and not know
knowing if they're going to trade you or not. What happens if they don't? Whatever happens if they hold their cards? Don't get me wrong. They, he, he was going to make his move regardless. But what happens if it don't? It sets an uncomfortable environment. And that's what we're seeing from these players. These players got way too much, way too much pull now. With Hopkins. Ramsey. I mean, what, Hopkins forced his way out of town. Quick. For, for David Johnson and a second round pick. And like, what was he going to do? Retire? You know, he was under contract for multiple years. The Texans could have just held tight and been like, what are you going to do? Not show up? It's not working for Yanni Kangagwe. I mean, he's uh, he's yeah. still out there trying to get traded. He is. And once again, you, can you blame him, right? He plays for the Jaguars. Like, he knows he has no chance of winning there. And the Hopkins thing happened so fast, too, yes. though. It just, I remember just seeing it, and you thought it was one of those rumors, those ones uh, Antonio Brown coming to the Texas yeah. type rumors, right? And then the next day, you saw it grow legs, and you're thinking, no, please don't grow any more legs. And then all of a sudden, the next step, it's boom, official. He's yeah. gone. It just happened so fast for a player of that caliber. There was You felt there was no shopping around, and those same guys that are calling him a chess player will go ahead and tell you that there was nine, ten calls on record, and that he did do some willing and dealing, and this is what the best it could come up really and then Stefan Diggs gets traded right after that for a first round pick and, and more and a tight end a few days yeah. later to an organization where Bill O'Brien probably didn't call them because Brian Gain is there his former general manager so he probably didn't even ask if they wanted Hopkins well hopefully you ask for winners hopefully I can answer the call when we get back I'm taking you to Italy we're going to England we're going to do a little bit maybe a little golf Josh I've been Ooh. I've been hitting the uh the tee a little bit a little bit of everything here on Moneyline hey the phone lines are open 713-780-3776 get whatever you want off your chest even one of those bad beats man because I need to hear it Jerry you've been terrible I need a winner I got that for you here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5 To the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back. Welcome back to gambling. That's what we're welcoming back in my bookie. Welcome back to Moneyline because they are back here and it's the perfect timing because baseball is back. NBA is back. Football or uh Football is on the horizon, let's say, and soccer, my football, is here, and we're going to be gambling on just that. I'm going to give you a winner here that we're going to hit at my bookie. but go ahead and get over to my bookie right now and check out their new setup. If you've had an account, if you still use them now, I know you're digging the new setup. I like it. It's so much more user-friendly. They've added cash-out options. I was telling Josh about it not long ago. If you're in the game and you you put X amount of money out on a bet and the bet's not looking too good and you're thinking, man, I'll just take my money back and you know I'll take a little loss right now. You can do that now. Say you're on the other end and you bet some money and, and your bet's looking good and you're thinking, man, I don't want to see the, a bad beat happen. I don't want to live through that. You can go ahead and cash out as well only at MyBookie. Get over to MyBookie over 150 different NBA bets to choose from. The NBA is going to be – by the time we talk next week, 
The NBA will be going in full force. I will be out at the bubble hooping if they put me on a squad. That's what you're going to get here at my bookie. Go ahead and get over there. It's UFC, MLB, golf, soccer, everything that you can bet on, all the, 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 the needs your degenerate heart might have. Get over there because right now they're even throwing a free $10 NBA future bet. So you can get over there right now. You use the promo code RADIO. So go ahead and use promo code RADIO. Then all of a sudden you got a free $10 NBA future bet. What does that mean? That you can bet on any of those NBA teams to win the championship. You want to bet $10 on the Rockets, that free $10, that $10 pays you $120, $120 for free to push on those Rockets, to pull on my bookie. Again, you bet. You win, and they get paid. You get paid. That's the most important thing in this uh, in this business because you can win, and you sweat it out. You you done stressed a couple of years off your life, and then you go to get paid, and you're thinking, all right, it's time to it's time to get those dollars, and you never see them. So then, what's the point of gambling? You won't see that at my bookie again. You bet, you win, they pay. Mybookie.ag. No doubt about it. And the other great thing about my bookie is you can do it on your phone. You know, you could be you could do live betting just in the middle of a game. You can just pull up your phone and get your money down. So definitely get over to my bookie, guys. And here's something you know with with sports starting to come back. I wanted to bring up Jerry, and this is kind of out of nowhere, so forgive me. For for fantasy football and even for gambling, I'm really concerned about rookies and guys that switch teams because of this off season. Like, you know, drafting rookie running backs and receivers is, is kind of a gamble anyway for, for fantasy football. With, with no offseason, like, you know, we know it's, it's mostly about pass protection, right? Like, they don't want to trust these rookies, you know, like Clyde Edwards-Elair with the Chiefs, right? First-round pick. But they don't want him to get Patrick Mahomes killed in pass protection, and he's getting no work in the offseason. There's going to be no preseason games. Like, I know me. I'm sure you do, too. I like the preseason games just to watch the rookies and get an idea of what kind of player they are and how they're being used in the offense. We're not going to get any of that. There's going to be no preseason games. Like, has that? have you been thinking about that a little bit? Like, like these rookies and, and guys that are switching teams, they're very risky this year. It's scary to me because there's a lot of – okay, so – out of all the sports, you would think that football would be the hardest to go to a new team or, or enter it to the professional stage, right? That jump. And I know from basketball, it's a big jump for all of them. It's tough to go from NCAA to the next level or or from one team to another. But when you're switching from, let's say, Brady's position from a lifelong of of Bill Belichick, of career long of, of those play calls, the Patriot way, and then all of a sudden now you're going to another team that, that they're plugging away as well. Arians has been there forever, right? Yeah. They're going at Godwin just recently came along. They don't really know what they have in the backfield. They're still learning on the go as well. They have a few ex-head coaches on that coaching staff. What is there for him? Who's going to learn? Or is that organization going to learn from Brady? I don't I mean, I don't think he's going to change his ways. No. He, he's going to bring his ways, and they're going to have to critique to him the, the play calls. Like, okay, this is what you're good at, and this is the plays that we that we think that are good. Where do we meet in the middle? And that's where it's going to come in. Has Father Time caught up to that arm of his? Because if he can make the throws in that offense, woo, they're going to be dangerous. They are, but it's a little risky, right? Because you don't have any sample size. And – you know, it, I trust Tom a little more because, I mean, he's the greatest of all time, right? And he's going to a, a loaded offense. But 
they're going to have no preseason games. You're not going to get to watch these guys at all when you're trying to draft your fantasy team. You're just going to have to go off of instinct. And like guys like Jonathan Taylor that got drafted by the Colts, there's a lot of heat around him. He's a great player, but Marlon Mack's still there. You know, Marlon Mack is still there. They, they still have Naeem Hines. And you're not going to get to see any preseason games. You have no idea. So, so many of these rookies, like, I'm worried. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm just going to be guessing. And, I don't know. I, I don't like that in fantasy football. I don't want to guess with a third round pick. Using that same thought, like Taylor, for example, in his his position or his situation in the Colts, usually you would see that rookie maybe beat out that the, the running back by committee and make himself like, wow, this rookie, he's ready to start, and he made himself. What does that do for rookie if you're like, okay, well, he's in the running back by committee. We're not going to put too much on him since he didn't have time, and maybe that sets him back, a rookie that could have won that position. Yes. Obviously, they're using running back by committee. They didn't trust one of those running backs in the Colts because they were different. Mac, he can run between the tackles. Himes is more of a catch guy. Um but what happens if, if Taylor would have came in and just took over the job and, and they would have had to find their role now? You might not see that in some of these spots. A lot of them. I, I mean, I think in, across the entire league, I'm downgrading all these rookies. I, I'm just, I don't trust it at all because why would you? Because you don't want to get Phillip Rivers killed in pass protection and then their season's over. What if C.D. Lamb was going to pass up Gallup on the depth chart? Yeah. What What if? And he, he still might, but we know with, you know, and if you guys are new to the show, Jerry and I are fantasy football nuts. Like, we love this stuff. But if you do follow fantasy football, you know that wide receivers are, they likely do not hit their rookie years. It's tough because they have to have that connection. It's a different system. It's a connection with that quarterback. And now you're telling me that they're not going to have that? Now it's going to be virtual? Yeah. We're talking in a virtual world, and and all of a sudden we have the schedule, Josh. This week, guys are reporting on Tuesday yeah. there's going to be COVID tests going down. This is a go. I, I If you asked me a few months ago even about baseball, was it going to happen in – I would say no. I think I think it's not. You know, I think a lot's going to happen to be here between here in the next few months. Look where we are now. We're talking about the Astros playing and us drinking beer this afternoon. Yeah. Now we're talking about the first four days are going to consist of COVID testing and virtual meetings. August first and second, three days earlier for the Chiefs and Texans, obviously because their season starts earlier. But it's go time. Then it goes to an eight day period that begins on August thirty, uh, August third. Sixty minutes of weight training, sixty minutes of conditioning, and groups fewer, uh, fifteen or fewer. That's that's already the plan. This is what they're going through. They're going they're going by phases. In phase one, we're going to allow weight training at only X amount of minutes per day. Then in phase two, we're going to go on. I mean, eventually it gets to where you can go ninety minutes with formal practices. But it's weird though because. It's almost like the players are getting this what they wanted. They're using the COVID thing because if we're that worried, they were going to say one preseason game, having it the third preseason game of the uh, the one that would go as your third game of the preseason. Um, they were going to try to keep that, but then players say, well, "What's the risk? Why are we going? Why are we going to risk ourselves for a meaningless game? If we're that worried about getting sick off one extra game, then how is this going to work throughout the year? Like, there's no possible way that we can put that much emphasis on the, us being worried about one extra preseason game and, and jersey exchanges. But then we're out here jumping on each other, literally." I mean, we're out here hitting each other. How does that make sense? Hey, it doesn't, but we has a, we have a schedule. We do. And, look, I, I'm extremely excited, man. I just – I, I want to see some football. But, man, I have concerns like anybody else. And you see the players that, you know, they're not happy with how the NFL is setting this thing up. And it doesn't feel like there's a great plan in place. You know, I feel like the NBA has done it right. 
it's, like I'm highly confident we're going to get a basketball season here. You know, the, things look good. They're not having people test positive. Everybody's in the bubble. What with the NFL, and we need to talk about this for fantasy. It's a three week window. We found out. Like if a guy gets COVID, he's out for three weeks. So get ready for fantasy football. Make sure you draft a backup tight end and a backup quarterback this year because you're going to need them. Just to put a bow on this, it's going to go from 60 minutes permitted the first four days up to 75 minutes the final four days. Then comes the five-day period. It's called the next phase. Uh, During that phase, three and a half hours of field time up to. Then you can have formal practices starting at 90 minutes, 15-minute intervals. Only up to 14 padded practices are permitted throughout the whole thing. Oh, man. The players are going to love that. 14 padded practices, y'all. Like, that's what the players want to avoid, these unnecessary hits, for example. But what's going to happen when you get to the to the, to the go time? You didn't have no preseason. Your body hasn't taken no hits, and you take that big. It's going to be sloppy. Tackling is going to be terrible early in the year. Hopefully, I'm not terrible the rest of this hour. Let's go to Italy right now, and I'm going to hit you right now over the top. It's Juventus. They're going to win the title today at home. Go ahead and hit Juventus. Minus one and a half. Go ahead and take Juventus halftime, full-time, only at my bookie. Juventus is going to smash. They're going to make sure that they put their names up on the title once again like they always do. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. No, 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 no. ESPN 97.5 is more talk and less commercials, which means more sports talk for you. That's awesome. That's just sick. However, it does mean less pee time for the hosts. I can't hold it in anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll be fine with this. ESPN 97.5. There's a little pee coming out of me right now.